Today's video is all about the pros and cons of buying a property through your own name versus through a limited company. This is a very topical video because so many people are increasingly buying properties through a company because of recent regulation changes that have come through from the government. So if you are undecided whether to buy a property through a limited company or through your own name, then this is definitely the video for you. Or you're somebody that's looking to buy a property and you didn't even know this was something to factor in, then definitely, again, this is a video for you. So let's jump in. Hi, my name is James Corsia and welcome to the Money Paradox podcast. Yes, we are going through this very relevant video for right now, and that is whether to buy a property through a limited company or through your own name. Well, let's first go through why this has become such a hotly debated topic at the moment. But before we do that, I just wanna say, if you've been watching my previous videos and you've been enjoying them, please do like and share these videos with others that you think would benefit from them. And if there are other topics that you'd like to cover off uh, in future weeks, please do let me know in the comment section below. Uh, this particular question came from Roddy, so shout out to Roddy. Uh, a very useful question to come in because it is so talked about because of the recent changes. Okay, so let's jump in. Okay, so why why is this uh, becoming such a big topic? Well, it's because whether we like it or not, the government have decided that they don't like where the property is or was a number of years ago and where it was moving to. And as a result, they made two big shifts. They made a whole load of changes from a regulation point of view. So it is stricter around what you need to do as part of owning and managing properties, but also from a tax perspective, they've made it more expensive in for certain types of property owners or investors and actually made it better for other types of people. Okay, and they've done that to try and help steer the market in a way they would prefer, okay? Whether we agree with it or not, these changes have come through, and as a result of it, people have had to adapt. And one way is deciding whether to buy a property through a limited company. And the, probably the main reason why we have such changes in this area is because of changes to mortgage interest relief. Previously, when you owned a property, say, and you earned, for example, 100 pounds a month, through rent, and you spent £50 a, uh, a month in mortgage interest, well, the net profit would be, say, £50, and you would pay tax on the £50, because mortgage interest is a cost to owning that property, which is providing you with that income, okay? So very straightforward and makes sense. Now, a number of years ago, they brought in changes to say, actually, we want to change this. And that has come through the last few years and coming into full effect from April 2020, April 2020. And that is that instead now, if you own a company, a property in your own name, then you'll receive £100 in rent and then you'll be taxed on 
that. You, do, you can't include the mortgage interest, right? So the initial tax calculation would be say 100 pounds, ignoring everything else. And then after you've worked out the tax that you owe, at the end, you then say, well, how much mortgage interest did I get? Let's say it's 50 pounds. You would then deduct, you would then work out 20% of that, which would be 10 pounds. And you'd use, and you would remove 10 pounds from the tax calculation. So essentially what it's done is two things. One, it means that the amount of income, okay, that you are calculating your tax on is pre-removing your mortgage in interest, which means that the total amount of income that you're being taxed on is higher. So if you're very close to moving, say, from a basic rate taxpayer to a high rate taxpayer, that could push you into that next level and start you paying much more tax from 20% to 40%. So that could be a cost to you. The other way is that if you're a basic rate taxpayer, well, you know, before you were getting a tax deduction at 20% and now after you're getting a tax deduction at 20%, right, from the changes. So net, it doesn't make a difference. But if you're a high rate taxpayer, before you were stripping out the 50 pounds on your net profit, okay? So then that was reducing the amount of profit you're being taxed on um, at the 40% mark. But instead now, you're being forced to deduct at 20%. So if you're a high rate taxpayer, very simply, you're only getting half of the tax benefit. If you're an additional rate taxpayer and you pay 45%, it's less than half. So that is a big change. In fact, it's such a big change that it is meant that for some people, where they were getting a net positive cash flow from a property, it's actually taken them into negative. So you could be forced to pay tax on a property even though you are not net tax uh, net positive on cash flow. Okay. Now that's not everybody. But this is a big change and for a lot of people it has definitely worsened their situation so now that is prompting a lot of people to go and think well could i buy through a limited company instead and the reason is is because this change does not apply to limited companies so if you buy through a limited company then you don't need to take into account this change and you get the full deduction on your mortgage interest relief. So that's our first benefit from buying through a limited company. Now, a lot of people say, well, that's a benefit, but you know, we think this is a loophole and we think the government is gonna make changes in the future to mean that actually they're gonna bring it into companies as well. Now, that's true. That is true, they could, they could. But, to be honest, from what I can see and from talking to a lot of people that I know in this area, in this industry, I think it's unlikely. It's unlikely one because it would be very difficult to do. You know, a lot of very professional, sophisticated businesses are um, have you know are set up in such a way where it wouldn't make sense for them to bring in this change to those companies, and it would be very difficult to separate some types of companies from others. But they could. They could. The other thing is, I don't think they necessarily want to. Moving a few years on from when they brought this in, there hasn't been much of a change in 
in what they're talking about. They haven't mentioned that they want to bring it into companies. They haven't even hinted at it. And the market has called considerably in the ways in which the government were talking about, which would mean that it would be unlikely for the government to start to bring in more changes, more negative changes to people who invest in property to actually make it even worse. Okay. The other thing is actually what this is doing is it's making people buy more properties through companies. And there's a big argument to say actually that is what the government wanted. And they wanted it because many people uh, who owned properties and were renting them out were very amateur. They weren't following rules. They weren't paying tax on these properties. And so when you buy a property through a company, you've got to get sophisticated. You need to know what you're doing. You've got to buy it through a company. You've got to submit accounts. So you're a lot more likely to pay the tax around those properties. So since they brought these changes in, they have noticed a huge increase in the number of people acknowledging income from properties. So from that alone, it's been a big improvement from that. Okay, so I personally don't think they're going to bring this into companies. They could, but something to bear in mind. So that's the first benefit. Well, the second one is how a prop, how you are taxed on the income you get from from the property. Okay, so tax from a person from a personal perspective as income tax is very different from a company perspective. So let me break this down. But before I do, this could be a benefit or it could be a negative to you and it depends on your tax situation. So I'm gonna go through the key things, but again, you really wanna be going through this with a tax, a tax specialist or an accountant that can understand your specific situation to see how it will affect you. So if you bought a property in your own name, then you would pay tax from an income tax perspective. So basic rate taxpayer, you pay 20%, higher rate, 40%, additional rate, 45%. If you own it through a company, you pay corporation tax. At the moment, it's 19%. It may go to 17% next year. It may stick at 19%, but either way, that's a much lower number than from an income tax perspective. So you think, great, let's do it. That's a cheaper tax from a tax perspective, but you actually get taxed twice. You get taxed from a company perspective, that's a corporation's tax, but then the money is in the company. For you to then receive it from the company, that is money you're receiving as income from the company, and you get charged income tax on that, or dividend tax, okay? So you get taxed 90%, and then when you receive it from the company, you'll then get taxed uh, for a dividend tax, if you receive a dividend from the company, or if you receive a salary, right, from the company, then you receive income tax, okay? So you're being taxed twice. So because of that, it could mean it's better or worse. You just kind of run through the numbers. Now, there's a few benefits here. The first benefit is that because the company makes the money, not you, you can decide when you receive that money. You could receive it in the year that you made the money in the property, or you could receive it next year or in 10 years time, right? So you could receive the money when from a tax perspective, it makes sense. So if next year, you know you're gonna make less money and you're gonna be paying less 
in your tax rate, then you could receive it then when it's more beneficial to do that, right? So that is a big benefit. Another one is that you pay 19%, but then when you receive the money from the company, you can decide how you receive it. You could receive it as a salary, and then you'd pay income tax. But if you're receiving no other income, you get the first kind of 10,000 pounds as personal allowance tax-free, okay? So that personal allowance, you can decide to pay salary up to a certain amount of money, and that would be tax-free. In addition, the remainder, you could be paid as dividend tax, okay? So dividend tax, generally speaking, is lower than your income tax. So if you're a basic rate taxpayer, it's 7.5% versus 20%. Higher rate, it is 32.5% uh, versus 40%. And then thirdly, I think it's, I can't remember the exact figure, it's 38.5% uh, for, for an additional rate versus 45%. So in, in all circumstances, being paid as a dividend is lower. And then the third thing, you can choose how much you receive. So, you know, if you are, if you're earning more money than your basic rate tax threshold, that would force you into be paying, you know, the 40% or 32.5% as um, through dividends or income, right? Because you go into a high rate tax band. But what you can do is, because it's in the company, you choose how much you receive. So you can receive just enough money to keep you within that basic rate tax threshold. So you force yourself to only pay tax at the lower rate. Now, obviously, that means you've got to live on less money. But if you have that flexibility, then that is a big plus. So you have a benefit in that you can choose when you receive the money. You can have a benefit in that you can decide how much to receive. And three, generally speaking, it is lower than when you pay uh, in income. Dividends tax is lower than income tax. It also has a two thousand, the first £2,000 is tax-free. And you can, uh, if you're not earning any money from elsewhere, you, you can take advantage of the personal allowance, right? So lots of benefits there. But let's say, for example, you are earning... £200,000 a year from uh, um, in income and you wanted to uh, from say properties and you wanted to receive that money or sorry let's say for example uh, you are earning £200,000 in 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 salary okay so you're already an additional rate taxpayer at 45% and you want and you are earning property income and you wanted to receive that in the year you're receiving it well, you'd be paying 19% on corporation tax. Then you'd be paying 45% as income tax or 38.5% or, or coming from when you take it from the property, from the property company. So when you add that up together, that's actually higher than what you would pay if you just earned it in your own name. Now, where this gets complicated is there's lots of... Uh, knock-on consequences there, right? That's quite an extreme circumstance, but you have the ability to choose and change how you receive that money. So you could do that, right? So that's forcing, I'm being very specific in that situation, right? But actually in practice, you have a lot of ways in which you can decide how you receive that money. And also bear in mind the mortgage interest relief changes that came through. If you had it in your own property, in your own name, then you would 
wouldn't get the full benefit from mortgage interest relief. So generally speaking, for a lot of people, this is genuinely a benefit to buy through a limited company, okay? But not for everyone, that's the key thing. And, and it's for you to really go through your specific situation to see where you land and decide based on that. But also bear in mind, not just your situation right now this year, but think about next year, in five years, 10 years from now. When you own a property, then you've got to think about for the whole period in time when you own that property. Generally speaking, when I buy property, I buy it forever or certainly for the long run. So when I'm buying a property, I'm thinking about what are the consequences of me, of how I'm buying it for many years to come, not just this year, okay? Make sense? All right, let me go through the other benefits. The, uh, probably the last one I wanna cover is inheritance tax. Now, people often talk about this in this area because it has been noted that if you buy through a company that you can, through that, circumnavigate paying inheritance tax. So if you're older and you want to pass your money on, say, to your children, then you could say, well, I'll buy a property through a company and then I just pass on the company to my children and I don't pay inheritance tax when I die. So that sounds great in theory. And yes, under certain circumstances, you can do that. But, and this is a big but, there are a lot of rules around this because the government don't want you doing this to just avoid paying inheritance tax. So for example, if you just set up a company just purely to buy properties or to buy a property, and then you gave the shares to your children when you die, then that would not allow you to avoid inheritance tax. And that's because the main purpose of that company is to manage property, okay? So look into it if this is an area that's specific for you and, and, you, and you would like to work out a way in which you can try to minimize your inheritance tax and you wanna do it through buying through a company, definitely go speak to a, a tax specialist in this area. And essentially you can, but it's only under certain circumstances. And my understanding is the main way is if you've got a company and that main company has a specific business, it's, it has trading incomes on, it has a number of things going on around it. And that company owns a property as part of that company. So it, it's a minor part of a bigger company, right? Then if you passed, if, if you passed on your shares to say your children, okay, then you wouldn't pay inheritance tax on that property because it's part of a bigger company, right? So again, go speak to a tax specialist on that, uh, but there are ways around it. You just need to make sure you're doing the right thing, okay? Now, let's talk about the cons, because it's not all benefits. I've mentioned briefly some around the tax perspective, yeah? So because you're being taxed twice, 90% on corporation tax, and then again as dividend tax or income tax, that could mean that for some people, it's actually more tax, okay? So think about that. The second one is, and this is a big one, right? And that's admin. Admin in terms of time and cost. When you own a property or in your own name, then it's just simpler, right? You just submit your own tax return, which if you're already doing anyway, is fairly simple. It, it, it's not a big deal. But if you own a company, there are certain requirements around a company. You need to know what you're doing. Now, in practice, it's simple. Okay, so I don't want you to be put off by this. But 
you do need to learn about the minimums around what you need to do as part of a company. So for example, you need to submit companies accounts each year to companies house. And so there's certain rules around that. Okay. And then the other one is around tax. Okay. So you need to submit a, a tax return for your company as well as for your personal situation. Okay. So there's two kind of tax submissions you need to follow. And again, there are different rules around company tax than there are for your personal situation. So again, you need to understand that. Now in practice, this should be fairly simple because you should be getting an accountant to do it. Even if you think you know what you're doing in this area, even if you're an accountant, I would personally recommend you get someone who does this day in, day out. That's what they do. Because uh, although there are a lot of nuances here, it's fairly simple. So if you're doing this a lot each day, then it's a simple thing to do. And so it's actually quite cheap. So you shouldn't need to pay a lot of money for an accountant to be able to manage this for you, but you will need to spend some money doing that. So that's cost. And two, there will be some time around understanding what you need to do. So you can speak to your accountant on that basis and be able to hire an accountant, know which accountant to hire, right? Take some investment, right? But certainly if you're buying a number of properties, again, a good reason because if you buy a number of properties, well, it's not like you're going to multiply that cost in time and money uh, because of those properties, right? Usually you can buy a number of properties through that same company. Uh, and so once you've done that upfront work, it won't be that much more to, to buy more properties through a company. All right, so that's probably the biggest one, right? Now, the other one is around transferring a property from your own name to a company because yeah, that's the first thing people think, right? They say, well, all these changes have come through. It now seems to make sense to buy through a limited company. I've got them in my own name. So great, I'll just move them to a limited company. Well, not so fast. And the main reason is because when you transfer a property from your own name to a company, technically that is a sale. You are selling the company and the company that you own is buying the property. And as a result, there are a few things. First one, capital gains tax. When you sell a company, if you bought it at say 100,000 pounds, and then you're now, it's now worth 200,000 pounds, well, technically you're selling it at a value of 200,000 pounds, right? So the increase in price of the property of 100,000 pounds, technically you pay capital gains tax on that. Now there are ways around that. So for example, if you're primary, residents, I think you're el uh, eligible to not pay capital gains tax. But again, look into that. But for a lot of people, especially if it's an investment property, you would need to pay tax on that. So that would be a big cost to pay. And if you're transferring it to the company at uh, no cost or as a loan, even though you're not receiving any money from the company because the company doesn't have any money, you've just set it up, you've suddenly got to pay this big tax bill. So at, that can be a big negative for a lot of people. The second one is because you're formally selling it and buying it through the company, the company buying the property would have to pay stamp duty. Okay, so you know if it's a very cheap property, there would be no stamp duty on it. But if it was say five hundred thousand pounds, stamp duty now is very high. It's increased over the last few years because of changes from the government. Also, it increases as property prices go higher. Right, so that again, that would be a big cost you would need to pay. The last one is on your mortgage. So if you sell a company from a company, sorry, from a personal name to a company, 
technically you need to sell it and you need to clear the mortgage on it, okay? And if you are still in the initial term of your mortgage, then for most mortgages, you would have an early repayment charge. So for example, you know, if you, if you take out a mortgage, say six months ago, a year ago, and within that time period, within the rules of your mortgage, it says you need to pay a 3% early repayment charge on the mortgage value. If you had a mortgage of 100,000 pounds out of property, you'd need to pay 3,000 pounds just to clear down that mortgage to then get a new mortgage on the property through a company, okay? So again, big costs there. So if you're buying new properties through a company, you don't need to consider this, but if you're looking to transfer it, again, some big, big penalties around doing that, okay? May still make sense for you, but definitely look into that as part of the benefits. All right, last one I'll mention is around mortgage costs. Now, when this change first came into being and people started to buy through limited companies, then there was a very small market for it. Very few people bought properties through a limited company if they were buying it specifically just to house a property, right? So as a result of that, there was very few lenders offering this. So the rates that these lenders would charge were much higher than for other, uh, than other, than people buying in their own name, right? So the cost to buying properties, uh, so costs for mortgages through a limited company were much, much higher. Now, this is a big, big shift. In the last few years, more and more people are buying through a limited company and the lending situation for people buying through limited companies are, are very, very high and very similar now to buying in your personal name. So as a result, actually the costs in buying through a limited company are going lower and lower and lower and actually correlating are very close to through your personal name. Now it's still higher, it is still higher, but not that much higher, okay? So factor it in, but it's not as big a factor as it used to be, okay? The other last thing I'd probably say is because it's a smaller market, a lot less companies are offering uh, property mortgages through properties that are being bought in a limited company. Uh, if you are in a difficult situation, a complex situation, not many people are willing to lend to you, it could make it a little bit more difficult to get a mortgage. But again, it's still now a well-established market and should still be a good market to buy through. All right, so that are all the pros and cons. They're probably the main ones and why the and the main reasons why people are now increasingly buying through a limited company. I hope you've enjoyed this video. If you have, please do like it, share it with those others that you think would benefit from it, that you know are buying properties uh, in the future and are unsure about whether to buy through personal name or through a limited company. And if you'd like me to cover off uh, different topics or go into some more subjects around property or the consequences around buying properties in different situations, again, let me know in the comment section below. I'd be more than happy to cover, our, cover that off in future videos. That's all from me. Hope you've enjoyed this video and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.